Yo, what's up, what's up? I go by the name of Jabari. It's the Words with Friends podcast. We're back. You guys know I might have been slipping a little bit. That's just because your man is a little busy right now. But um, if you love the Words with Friends podcast, if you're supporting it, if you're getting inspiration from some of these uh, conversations with some incredible people from all different walks of life, you guys know you can support the podcast with as little as a dollar tip. So just like you were at a bar, just like you were at a restaurant, Somebody gives you good service, you support it with a tip. Usually you don't give a dollar, but that's all you got to give to this. All right, patreon.com slash Jabari, patreon.com slash Jabari, and you can leave a tip for the Words with Friends podcast. And thank you so much to everybody that's already done that. I really appreciate it. But without further ado, oh, man, this is a very interesting podcast. I like doing these group chats. Um, I've done one before with uh, Babylon Cartel and the guys from Animal House, and um done a few others as well but uh but this this is really important to me and something that i've been trying to work on for a while because a lot of you guys know i throw this huge party uh in new york and la called colors shout out to everybody that's come through it um each one of these guys right now on the podcast has dj'd at one of my parties and um man all of all of them are just not only are, are they friends of mine but i've become fans of these guys as well and um, they're extremely good at what they do in their craft. So this right here, I'm just going to dub this the DJ episode. And I'm going to introduce everybody. Um, and we've got in the building today, Jerome Baker III, Chase B, a.k.a. OG Chase B. And we've got my man DJ Supernova. So, <laughs> all right, fellas, uh, let's, just go, let's just go right to left. Introduce yourselves. And, um, yeah, man, you know where you guys are from, what it is you guys do. Jerome Baker III. Uh, uh, I live in Washington, D.C., based out of D.C., but been fortunate enough to travel everywhere. I am originally from Phoenix, Arizona. Probably the only black man you ever meet from Phoenix, Arizona, <laughs> other than my brother. And uh, yeah, man, we, we're here. I'm happy to be here. Uh, what's going on? It's Chase B, a.k.a. OG Chase B. I'm from Houston, Texas. Uh, I was actually born in Philly, but uh, moved to Houston when I was very, very young. And um, went to Howard. Now I reside in New York City. And yeah, I'm a DJ. Yeah. Um, this is DJ Supernova from the Bronx, New York originally. Live out in Cali now. Um, been fortunate enough to be featured on Shade 45, Metro FM in South Africa every other week. Done a couple international dates and nationwide as well. So I'm a DJ slash, uh, not slash, and also a sound designer, excuse me. Uh, for hip hop theater as well. Nice, nice. Um, all right, so man, anybody that that knows me, man, and that has been to any of my events has has experienced y'all, man. And uh, I'm just gonna start off because like I met you first, Jerome. So uh, and man, we go back now. It's, it's been years, man. It's about seven years. <laughs> yeah, I mean seven years. So you know, Jerome and I met uh just in the streets of dc man i mean i went to howard in, D- in dc and when i was in college um i was just interviewing artists man and i was just like all over the city and you know i was fortunate enough to be around guys like wale tabby benet and just like seeing the music scene in dc um you know come from like that go-go sound to like developing its own sound within hip-hop um and Jerome was definitely a part of that, uh, you know, DJing at a lot of these events and stuff like that. So, Jerome, talk a little bit about 
your start as a DJ and um and you know just the 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 changing landscape of what it even means to be a DJ right now especially when you're in a city that is just emerging like crazy <clears throat> yeah i mean i started DJing in 96 mm. so you know you figure that's that's a pretty uh, it's a while ago and uh fast forward did to college a little bit got to DC in 03 and just started, you know, hitting the ground running. You know what I mean? It was in uh, record stores and open mics and Friday night type joints. And around 07 is when uh, the city really kind of changed, um, U Street in specific. Um, a lot of venues started going up. And, and as you said, different parts of the culture just began to emerge. So you had stores like Commonwealth and Major, Palace 5, and the emergence of this, probably this first leg of hip-hop artists in D.C., which are Wale's. Tabbies, um, you know, even Feel the Future. It's, just, it's a lot of guys that have come and gone in that time frame. And, mm-hmm. Phil um, Yeah, Phil still around. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah absolutely. First, you know, I'm a big Phil Day fan. I want to see him win, man. So uh, just seeing a lot of that sound change and, you know, we're talking about Jay Promo, who's a mutual friend of all of ours. He was around back then. Mm-hmm. And you were around. I, Jabari had a, a, a single release party oh, yeah. in Commonwealth. <laughs> man. And I have never been in a hotter room in my life. Oh, it was, was crazy, so many man. people. Nicki which Minaj was awesome. Pusha T. It was, was awesome. Pusha T was on there, and it was, and Jabbar was an hour late, and there was mad people in there, <laughs> and it was like, yo, this kid's on to something, you know what I mean? And every local DC artist at the time that was making noise was in there. I mean, yeah. whether it's Riley MC or, you know, it's a lot of people that have been in that, you know, seven years, a lot of rappers in yeah, DC. Wale was in there. Wale was in there. And I mean, you know, it just was a, it was just, he's, you know, we've all been in this kind of like, we've seen it happen together, you know yeah. what I mean? And Wale has been the first artist to obviously blow nationally. Tabby's had some success. And I think now we're kind of onto a second wave of. Yeah. Of DC artists and rappers and producers and DJs and stuff like that, so you know it's been it's been awesome to be along for this ride and, and to still see things like Trilectro kind of be like the de facto like that's it right now. Like yeah, you come man. to DC and everybody talks about that, whether it's March, November, or you know the day before. Like yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's really just important to see how much of a of a uh, important piece it plays in the culture now because of like U Street Music Hall. You know what I'm saying? Howard Theater. You've got all the venues, the talent. It's just like, you know, everything's kind of coming together for D.C. right now. So it's a very good time to be an artist in D.C. if you can kind of understand how things work a little bit. Yeah. And if you want to put the work in and carve your own niche. Yeah. Um, Chase, man, my history with you is uh, is, a, is a little different. You know, we went to school together. Um, Chase was a little bit younger than me. And uh, uh, I, I think we knew a little bit of each other in school. Yeah. You know, said what's up a few times. And uh, but then when we started working together, um, and you spinning the parties and stuff, man, I was just like blown away. And uh, and talk a little bit about your career as a DJ, man. Did you start DJing when you were uh, a youth, or <laughs> or was it you know when you got to Howard? Yeah, actually, yeah. My 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 whole thing is um, I started pretty late as far as like you know I'm not about to sit here and lie to y'all and be like yo I was. Four years old, and my, my mom got me a turntable, and I was scratching up all of my... And, like, nah, I was, um... Actually, I ran track, like, all through high school. I thought I was, like, going to the Olympics or some shit, you know? Mm-hmm. And then uh, that obviously just didn't, you know... I wasn't as fast as I thought I was or whatever. So, um, I got to Howard, and, um... I used to, like, host everything, you know? Also, like, Terrence J. Yeah, yeah. Wanted to be on 106 and Park, shit, whatever. <laughs> so, um... Yeah, I used to, you know, be around Howard doing, doing all that. And I would always be next to the DJ. Like, I remember I used to be, like, in love, um every Saturday and I'll be like hosting parties and all that type of stuff 
But then I just kind of like sat back and, and thought about it. I was like, yo, this is kind of like corny, you know? Like I just, you know, I didn't really like want to like have that be like my thing or whatever. Yeah. And um, so I remember like watching like Kiki Pri and shit, and I was like, yo, like he's doing both and he's like killing everything, you know? So, uh, I when I was a sophomore, going into my junior year, I think at Howard, I went and uh, purchased some CDJs from like a homie of mine. And just got like addicted, and I would just practice like eight, nine hours a day, like didn't eat and all that type of shit. You know, like what I feel like every like successful DJ has gone through that period. Mm -hmm. uh, at one point, just really just like saying fuck the world. I really want to be like that good at this, you know. So um, yeah, that's pre pretty much my start. And then uh, I kind of got into the DJ scene. I was still hosting everything at Howard or whatever. Um, I wasn't DJing too much, but it was when I left that I started like getting into clubs and. Not really DJing, and then um, actually your party is like a huge like stepping stone for me. Like that was like one of my first gigs in New York, actually. Surprise party. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah. you kind of like broke me as far as you know the whole New York scene and shit. So yeah, man. Yeah, that, that was yeah, gig. yeah. That was that was man. And it was it was dope because it was like, you know, when you were spinning that, it was we letting people know that they could come and hear shit that they like grew mm -hmm. up with yeah, or yeah. stuff that that was really out now, and like you just didn't have to have on a suit and tie, yeah, you know, because yeah, back, like, like, New York, the party scene has changed so much, man, it was like, you know, when I started throwing parties in New York, it was out of being rejected mm. at a bunch of different places, you know what I mean, like, because I didn't have, like, you know, girls yeah, with me, sure, or, yeah. like, I, I wasn't trying exactly. to, like, wear a suit and go out, I was, I was trying to dance, so, yeah. like, you know, me and Kevin just started the party because of that reason, mm -hmm. and, um, and, yeah, it just kind of grew into some something completely, like, right. bigger than us. Um, Nova, man, what about you? How did you start off in this thing? Well, let's let's talk about how we got connected first. Yeah, <laughs> oh, now nah, because it's very interesting. Yeah, yeah. It, it was. Uh, I said couldn't be more than what four to six months ago. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Very, very recent. Yeah, Colors New York was going down. Um, was it? I think it was him. Was it? Him? Oh, it was did supposed you? to be. Remember? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got super. Yeah, never mind. I don't even need to say that. It's yeah. Funny. So I got like super sick. You know, yeah. Homie couldn't make it, and mm -hmm. I hit up Jerome. We, you know, like the funny thing is, the last couple of parties in LA was the first time Jerome and I DJ together. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 the most recent one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Jerome and I actually been talking to each other maybe two, three years, just uh, just on the humble and you know, just keeping in contact and and always, you know, you want to push each other and see you know how everybody's doing kind of thing. That's the yeah. kind of relationship we have, and. He was like, you in New York? And I was like, yeah. He was like, yo, uh, you free tonight? And the, the thing was, I was supposed to DJ in Arkansas that night, and that got canceled the day before. Arkansas. Oh, man. And he hit me up like, yo, do you want to do Colors in New York? I'm like, all right, cool. So, And the thing is, like, I had an experience. Uh, I experienced Colors LA the month prior, so I kind of knew what the vibe was and knew what the feel, you know, like a feel-good type of party. Yeah. So I already had some background knowledge and, you know, did the party and I think Jabari took a liking <laughs> to, to my DJ style yeah. and it, you know, that's how we got started. Yeah, man, and then, I mean, how many colors have you DJ now? <laughs> I don't know. Like, Probably, I think... Three? Three. The next one... But you're going four. on four. Yeah, 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 yeah. Four is next week. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, man, so how'd you start <clears throat> off getting into it? Cool. So I was a late bloomer as well. Um, I went to Penn State University, and the first year I didn't like how the party was. Mm. Um, it, it just didn't remind me of home. It didn't have the same energy as New York. So um, I bought like a really small, cheap, one hundred dollar 
holds DJ shit up. It was just like you put putting two C uh, CDs, and the only things you could do is blend songs. Mm. So I had that box for a year. Um, then the first gig I did was a homecoming gig, and the, the closing DJ couldn't make it because of some snowstorm. You know, so I, I kind of shut that down and and give me a vision that I can you know push this a little further and bought a DJ set uh, with the help of someone and it was over like we was throwing our own parties I'm talking about we throw a party on a Sunday Tuesday you know crack off with the crew um, forensic unit that that we had at Penn State so we like completely ran the campus yeah like, probably how you guys did at Howard yeah. So. Um, it's a tight name for us again. So it went from that, and then the last two years I had at Penn State, it, I really was doing campus events, the clubs and lounges downtown, faculty stuff, weddings. Like any DJ gig, I probably did ninety percent of them. Mm. Um, wow. To you know, opening up for, to like Pitbull and like a whole bunch of different people. So that was awesome. So at that moment is when I thought all right, I can make this into a career. Yeah. Uh, so then I had two years in New York, did the networking thing. Uh, you know, I was able to get some good placement, but at the same time, I was flying to Cali every three, four months to check out the scene there. And I just felt the potential of growth was better in California. Mm. Um, you know, joining a DJ crew in New York, you would probably have to be in the totem pole and just wait till everybody else get on before you get on. I'm not... The type of person to wait. Yeah. So just took things to my own hand and just made that risk. Took that risk too, guys. You know, um, <clears throat> let's talk a little bit about you know DJing as a career because you know you guys are all professional DJs and you know it takes time to do anything creative, right? Like anything that you're doing that you love to do, it all starts out as a hobby first, right? Absolutely. And then you try to you try your damn this one you realize like okay i want to do this for a living mm -hmm. you try to you know make it the career um chase you know mm -hmm. how, how did you because your 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 path is very interesting to me because you know you're not only a dj and you you spin uh you know your own parties events and stuff like that and you're getting booked all the time but you're also Travis Scott's DJ. And right. so for like, you know, explain to people a little bit about uh, that that side of mm -hmm. DJing and then DJing for an artist. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the whole tour DJ thing is very is very intricate because um, every artist has a DJ, you know? Like, mm -hmm. you have to, yeah, from fucking Jay-Z to Katy Perry to whoever. You know, every artist has a DJ, but it's just kind of how you take that to your own name, you know? Because a lot of people really would just kick it and be like, yo, I'm on tour six months out of the year whatever I'm just gonna chill and just get paid off of whatever you know whatever your artist is doing it's just with me you know Travis was my friend before anything like you know I've known Travis since I was like nine years old whenever I got to Houston he's like one of the first people I even met so um, I never had that kind of like yeah let me like ride off of my homie's success kind of attitude or mm -hmm. anything like that like let me just tour with him and just kind of like his name is my name type of thing so um, and I just like DJing way too much to like wait for shows to be able to do it so um, yeah um, but it does, it leads to a lot of good opportunities. Like, you do meet a lot of good people. I've met a lot of um, good promoters just from, you know, being around and just going to clubs with, with Trav and all that. So it's been uh, very helpful in that sense. But at the same time, like, if I sucked as a DJ, it wouldn't help, you know. Yeah. So I'm, that's why I'm always, you know, I'm still just practicing, still making sure I'm, I'm doing these gigs I'm on and all that type of stuff. How, how, what's the difference when you're, when you're DJing for Trav and then when you're just DJing a party? Um, it it kind of depends on the party, too. Like, a lot of times... Uh, 
you know, shows are pretty much just like, you know, I'm, I'm always on the mic, you know, you know, helping Trav out with, you know, different vocals and, uh, um, you know, Trav has a lot of like younger fans. So you'll play like a lot of, mostly like it's a lot of trap shit and all that. And then you'll get into, say like a party like One Oak or wherever and up and down in New York and you're, you know, you fuck around being there playing house music for four hours, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's just really just about being versatile, but it's a huge difference. Like shows are really like, you know, I'm like half a rapper, you know, mm -hmm. when I'm, when I'm yeah. doing shows. And then um, that's why I, I kind of like, I'm kind of like bipolar when it comes to DJing. Like half the time I want to be like, you know, fuck everything. Like I'm the best nigga ever and talking all this shit on the mic. And then another time I would be like, yo, I'm turning the mic off and hiding it from everybody else. Because yeah. I really just want, you know, the music to kind of speak for everything. You yeah, know? So yeah. I've been getting into that more than anything like as of recently. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Jerome, tell me a little bit about one thing that I respect so much about you is how much you've been able to make a name in DC, you know, and, uh, and tell me a little bit about what that process was like, man. And like, to the point where now you're spending what, six days a week. Yeah, something you know? like that. Um, how, how, how did you, how did you do it, man? Like how, how do you become that guy that is so sought out after in this area? Uh, you know, for me, it was just making the right connections as we all try to do. Mm -hmm. Um, I was, I've, been at Commonwealth since the door opened, so yeah. meeting a lot of those people that were coming through on the humble and just having a, a very genuine curiosity about DC and the party scene and the nightlife scene, um, just led to me kind of being like, well, you know, all right, cool, I'm a DJ's parties and take what I can get at first. You mm -hmm. know, what I mean, started off with two nights a week. Um, 2010, you know, I was kind of at that breaking point. I was like, man, this really isn't like it's cool. I'm DJing a lot, but there's something missing. I always liked going to Chicago. They had the super fun party. I was like going to New York. Oh, what happened to that? Those kids just like fell out. You, yo, it's so like the, some of those parties, so man. Those, that stuff inspired us like to the, like. That we, was like one of the dopest parties. Yo, we were like yeah. looking at what was going on yeah. online and being like, yo, we need something like yeah. this. In New York. I mean, like, I mean, shout out to Mano. He's like the homie. You know what I mean? He helped put that together. Timbuktu was a dope DJ as well out there. Mm -hmm. They kind of orchestrated that, but um, just that and parties in New York. Anytime you go to New York, it's like. You go to Eldridge, you know, we're talking like 07, 08, 09, yeah, like yeah. those kind of, that downtown New York scene has always just really like intrigued me in terms of just like the openness of it and the willingness mm -hmm. to accept all types of music, all types of people. And, you know, we're just in here having a good time. Yeah. You know, the issue with D.C. is every club in D.C. will take $20 from you at the door. <laughs> they don't care about who you are, what you're wearing, what you can really bring to the party. You can be a bum. <laughs> in every sense of the word, if you got twenty dollars and a, and a, and, a, and a collar shirt on, yeah. you can get into this thing. <laughs> word up, black shoes. Don't gotta be sneakers. Yeah, collar yeah. shirt, twenty dollars, forty if you come. In. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah. I'm like, yo, that's not that's not cool. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Hmm. That's not cool. That's whack. So, uh, 2010, we started Rock Creek Social Club, um, and you know we rocked out with Good Life Tuesdays for a couple of years, and we had all the people who were instrumental in the kind of urban scene, like the alternative urban scene. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. we all grew up listening to Pharrell and N.E.R.D., but we still like Green Day and, you know what I'm saying, things like that. So it was like, we want to hear all that in one party. And like yeah. I said, it's coming off super fun and the do-over and all these other places, you know what I mean? So um, that literally catapulted me into the agenda of all the downtown promoters, you know what I mean? So from that point on, I was just playing all the urban parties and I was still playing the up-tempo joints and... You know what I'm saying? It just has been that hustle of just letting the world know, like, I can play everything yeah. with pride. You know what I'm saying? I enjoy playing this, that, and the third. 
you know, sometimes I get sick of playing all of one thing. But, you know, it's about, like, you know, just being diverse and having variety. And I think really just sticking to it, you know what I mean, in terms of just saying I'm going to continue to push the limits and the boundaries every time I play. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and if you do that, people are going to take notice. And, you know, we all understand that we're all kind of playing the same music. From a 40, 50 songs on the radio, I know what those four girls want to hear. Mm-hmm. It looked like they want to hear Beyonce, you know what I'm saying? But we play a remix of something a little different that mm-hmm. keeps them bouncing, keeps the fucking, you know, the doorman bouncing, mm-hmm. keeps my man Julio cleaning dishes bouncing, like, yeah. whatever it takes just to kind of keep everybody involved, like, that's what it's going to do. I'm not even going to, I've had some of the best suggestions from, like, barbacks ever, though. They'd be like, yo, you got the new, like, whatever. I'd be like, yo, word? Yeah. They want to hear their one song and keep it moving, yeah, you know? Yeah. But just in terms of, like, everybody just really just, I mean, for me, it was just, like, just trying to stay as diverse and consistent as possible. And like Chase said, you get to that lane, man, where you're like, yo, I don't want to do shit else but DJ fuck everything else. I'm not eating. I'm not doing shit today. You know what I mean? Like, if I got to go to work in 30 minutes, I will get up eight hours before. I practice for eight hours, yeah. take a shower, be late to work half the time, <laughs> yeah. but I still got my time in. And the whole time I'm thinking, like, damn, I ain't practiced da 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 You know what I mean? So... That's really what helped me get to where I am, man. And I'm still pushing every day. You know? Man, you know, so I mean, so much about what I love about throwing this party is that I love this moment right here. And I love, like, you know, everybody comes in and everybody's, like, super just excited to have a good time. Boom. But, like, I love when you drop that one record yeah. and people, it's like, you know, like that part right there. That's yeah. like, I, that's that's probably the most gratifying thing yeah. of throwing a party. You know, and like, and for y'all, y'all are the ones playing the music. So I, I could only imagine, like, what is that feeling when, when, you know, when you, when you play that record and just people are just like, you just see it in their faces. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That they want to hear. How does that feel for you guys? Uh, it's I don't know. It's weird. I mean, it's it's different. So doing like the theater stuff on the side is, is very like super orchestrated and, and, you, and you have like a, a way of doing things and it's funny because I'm not acting per se so all the music that I play I see the crowd's reaction mm-hmm. so after dealing with that my mentality changed when I when I DJ and it's like okay what do I do to get a response for them yeah so when that moment happens, it's like, okay, I got them, and what can I do to keep that going? Yeah. So, you know, last couple parties has been, you know, we started playing that, that crunk music. Oh, yeah, the yeah, old yeah. little John stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, song after song, and, it's, and it's, you feel like people's heads are always going to explode. That's how exciting it gets. Yeah. And that's, you know, it's like the ultimate high. Yeah. And that's the reason why we do this. And then, you know, for the most part, we're willing to take an L and other aspects of the game in order to, to have a moment like that. Especially yeah. if it's right. under our control. Yeah. yeah. You know? What, uh, you know, let's talk a little bit about, because there's a, I feel like DJs at a certain level, I mean, you know, it, it's, it's almost in a weird way now, it's like the super DJ's game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and yeah. by the super DJ, I mean like the Calvin Harris yeah, you know, Getter, and the David Gettas in in uh, those rich bastards, man. <laughs> like in the in the in the, in the, the hip hop world, you know, like it's kind of like DJ Mustard, you know, um, DJ Mustard. DJ Mustard. You know, so I mean, but but at the same time, man, it's just like 
those sort of superstar DJs are very different from, you know, DJs like, you know, who are out here, you know, pounding the pavement mm-hmm. in these clubs every single week. Right. You know what I mean? Know what's going on, know the culture, all this stuff. So, like, I, I feel like while DJs are a little bit more appreciated now, sort of, um, it's, it's, I don't know if, if like, do you guys feel the appreciation on, on your level on, on, from the, you know, from, from a, from a people's perspective, like from people coming to the parties or, or just from like an industry perspective as well? I think you have to, your output and your performance are going to get, keep mm-hmm. the appreciation level high. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if you suck, you suck, and your phone doesn't ring. (laughs) Then you turn to other means to get gigs, whether you become the promoter or you become the guy who takes pictures, pictures, or you become the guy who makes fun, or you become the guy who takes less money. So you know what I'm saying? Like, there's all parts of the game that we have to play. You know what I mean? But to be appreciated is is just to do your job better than everybody else. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know. Chase and I were in the club last night, and, you know, we did it better than everybody else. You know what I'm saying? Like, we were just having a good time, and, you know what I'm saying? Like, Supernova and I rocked out a month ago, and we did it better than anybody else in L.A. that night. You know what I mean? And it's just like, you know, you just consistently do just continue to have a better output than everybody else. And certain things you can't control, you know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. you have to just say, you know what, that's part of the game. You know what I'm saying? But you try to minimize that kind of stuff by just being better you know what i'm yeah, saying yeah. and so um that's kind of where it's at you know what i mean and and we all just are at that point where it's like none of us are making 66 million dollars <laughs> um but there's a different high that comes from what we do you know yeah, what i'm saying yeah, sometimes yeah. it's just rocking out with the homies and listening to some old stuff or mm-hmm. you know if one of your homies shows up to a gig you're like that we in here we about to go yeah, you know what i'm yeah. saying it's like Get new opportunities. You know what I'm saying? Chase plays some of the exclusive spots in New York. And it's like, if I see him, if I see that, I'm like, yo, there's a chance for me. Yeah. Not because I'm going to call Chase and be like, yo, what's good? Like, can you put me on? But more so because it's like, yo, I relate to him and his mm-hmm. struggle and where he's at. Yeah. And it's like, yo, if I keep busting my tail, then I'm going to get to that point. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And that motivates all of us. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? We're mm-hmm. all looking at who's playing where and, mm-hmm. and who's yeah, who's doing what, who's putting out music. Even like, even sometimes, you know, you got to do your research and you just got to go out. You got to oh, yeah, go out and yeah. see what the homies are playing. Yeah, sure, and yeah. if a DJ comes to town, you got to go, yo, like, it's certain DJs, man, they make like five 5,000 a night. Yeah. And, you know, and they, they'll be in D.C. And if you're off, it's like, yo... What is this nigga play? Why is he making sense? <laughs> yeah. Yo, we're going to see him tonight. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Uh-huh. So it's just a situation where you got to just keep, uh, you know, just keep grinding, man, and just and just keep working, uh, working, uh, just keep working. Yeah, yeah. Let me uh, piggyback off of that, and you know, especially nowadays, is is a very producer heavy. Yeah, for sure. Um, and you know, it's. It's it's okay and it's not a problem and I learned to accept that um, you know these guys are, are getting a lot of looks and stuff like that and at the end of the day we have to um, trust our journey yeah and for That's me fair. you know sometimes the slow progress or the slow come up is gonna win because you're gonna be able to last longer after mm-hmm. you know if this is just a phase. Um, I mean, I'm actually getting into production too, and which is a great way to yeah. to differentiate yourself from other people. Um, 
you know, just you gotta do your thing, and that's why I, I talked to Jerome because I seen what he's doing here. You know, yeah. I'm gonna start talking to to Chase. Is the first time I meet him. Right. I'm pretty sure I'm gonna hit him once a week. Yeah. 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 And you know, the thing is to keep elevating ourselves as mm-hmm. as DJs, but also as people, mm-hmm. as we should be doing naturally. Yeah, yeah. yeah one thing I want to touch on, um, like kind of like even what we just said about how you know we got these mega DJs like the David Getters and the Skrillexes and all that, mm-hmm. and then when we get to hip hop, it's like the DJ Mustard. <laughs> And it kind of stops, you know, because it really is like this day and age, you know, hip hop just isn't, it's just not the key to like a huge level of, of success as far as like music mm-hmm. is concerned, especially for DJs, just because like we all know, like even with the whole like how albums leak and rappers don't sell as many albums, you know, all that type of stuff. It's just hip hop doesn't really satisfy as many people like solely hip hop just doesn't satisfy as many people as it used to, you know, so now it really does like turn to those open format DJs that can really just, that just know how to play, you know? Mm-hmm. And so um, that that happened with me because in Houston, you know, Houston's like really conservative. It's the South. And you're either going to be like at like the ratchet, like, you know, the spot where like everybody just, you know, it's fucking 20 minute Jeezy sets and 20 minute Boosie sets <laughs> and shit. Or you're going to be like, you know, at, you know, one of the white clubs listening to, you know, fucking EDM or some shit. It's not really like a middle ground or anything. So coming to New York kind of showed me like, all right, yo, there's really like a huge mm-hmm. possibility for like people that are just, that can just play, you know? And then yeah. that's not, that wasn't really like a thing, um, especially like in the South. Like there's not really too much of that in Atlanta either, you know? So that's like really what just attracted me to um, take being like, all right, yeah, let me like, because I really, I used to be like huge, like let me get on the radio, like ASAP, like that's what I want to do, whatever. But um, moving to New York just kind of showed me like, yeah, like, all right, now I can really just kind of, do what makes me feel comfortable and, you know, really, like, make enough money to support myself and all of that. So, uh, that, that was, like, a huge transition for me, just, you know, making that move. Let's talk a little bit about, you know, what you're saying, Chase, with hip-hop. I mean, where, 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 where is it? I mean, because I, I like, I, I feel you on the, um, on the hip-hop having sort of, like, you know, it could it could put you on, like, a, a sort of glass ceiling as, mm-hmm. it, as, it, as it relates to DJing. As, as it relates to... You know, a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's 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 weird, man. It's like hip hop runs shit on one end, mm-hmm. but on the other end, it it and really it becomes like on from a money perspective, yeah. right? Like right. like hip hop and hip hop culture it runs, is yeah. it runs the world. <laughs> but like when you see the major players, when it comes to like mm-hmm. touring, yeah. when it comes to you know. Uh, Merchandising deals when it comes to uh, sales of records and when it comes to like live events, mm-hmm. hip hop seems to be like, you know, at the bottom of the totem pole when it comes to all these things. And you know, why is that? There's a lot of different variables. I mean, you know, especially with music, especially with hip hop music, there's a big focus on just the business aspect. Mm-hmm. So when you have that, you have songs that are only last three to six months and that's at the higher okay so you and, and and just to be a little more clear you mean just because the, like artists are making songs solely from a business perspective yes like so, I, this song is just almost like uh, a quick flip yeah and, like, or, you know if, if that's you can tell when that's the focus yeah when that's yeah, solely gotcha. the focus mm-hmm. you can tell that through the music and you know I don't know the music doesn't last long like it used to and mm-hmm. it's sad because you know uh, I know Jerome knows uh, we can listen to a new disco track and it'll resonate for the next for a couple of years yeah. if it's that tough. And I don't know. I, I just think in terms of melodies, a lot. There's a just 
how they I'm lost in words. Um, excuse me. It's just too too monotonous in terms mm-hmm. of the, the sound and um, you know, somebody like Bobby Smurder, you know. <laughs> I hope he makes another two, three tracks. I mean he he's made another, but is it, is it you know it, nah, it, it's it. called computers. Yeah, but, but that's the song he's featured on too. Oh so, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. so it's, it's we we hope that they can bounce off of that, you know, because mm. I honestly, if you listen to that whole mixtape, it's like just a group from the hood that just made it just to make it, yeah, and that's yeah, why yeah. that song resonates because it, it makes you feel good, and then they got the dance and, um, but yeah, I don't know, it's it's just in a, it's in a very different state, yeah, and mm, I don't know how to explain it. So I think I'll, a lot of the music, hip hop wise, is it's become single driven, yes, and mm-hmm. I think that is an issue. You know what I'm saying? And like he said, he said songs last three to six months. Them joints might not last three to six weeks. That's what the tops. You know what I mean? Like, and, and especially if, like he said, if it's a, if you can tell it's, let me make this dance or let me do this, whatever. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, that joint's out of here in six weeks. You know what I mean? Like it went from your 1.30 p.m., like 1.30 in the morning, it's the mm-hmm. joint we all been waiting for. Yeah. Yeah, cousin put out eleven four. Opening DJ put out eleven forty five, and you won't even be mad no more. A month yeah. and a half later, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, away. yeah, and it's kind of like you know, people just see the music as disposable. It's it's kind of yeah. it's, yeah. it's a big reflection of the culture. Yeah. It's just like it's so disposable now. You know, what I mean, we just don't really understand and value it the way it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, the culture is just so competitive. And I have to one up you, and I have to do mm. like you don't hear country music artists talking like this. Yeah, you yeah. don't hear Taylor Swift talking like this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And these are people that have careers yeah. that are for 20 years. Then they open 50 steak restaurants across the country, <laughs> and then they do X, Y, Z. It's because you know the value in what they're putting out is so strong that it can't be disseminated. It can't be, you know. A foregone conclusion in six weeks. Yeah. It's just getting hot in six weeks. Yeah. It's in its first commercial in six weeks. It got seven more PGA commercials and a Chevy truck and all that. You know what I mean? I hope Schmurter makes it. But, you know, it's just like that is a, that is a, you know, like, okay, that's one we can say that made it on its own. Mm-hmm. But all the rest of the stuff with the dances and something like that, like, you know, we just got to put a little more value in the culture. And the music is such a big part of the culture. It's what makes the culture so popular. Yeah. It's like, yo, you gotta value this. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of what we have. It's ours. And it's like the minute that we, you know, don't value it as much anymore, then we kind of start to see, you know, other parts of the culture aren't valued as much either. So. Yeah, I mean, but it, it, it's it's like everything, right? I mean, it's like you have some, some things uh, will stick through and will last, and you can see the Kendricks, you can see the Cuddies, you can see you know, these guys who really value it yeah. and are putting that work in. And, like, you know, they might not put some... Who, who the hell knows when Kendrick's next year is going to drop? Mm-hmm. But when it does... It's, it's we're all ready. Yeah, you know what I mean? Everybody's ready for We're all ready. Like, everybody, you know? So, like, you know, that's the... I mean, I think that's the... But but we need more of those. You know, mm-hmm. we need, we need sure. more of those. I, I, I'm liking what this kid Rory is doing. Um, Atlanta kid, yeah, yeah, yeah I've heard yeah. about him. Yeah, I haven't yeah. heard any music. I, heard I haven't him. heard any music either, but I heard about him. Oh about yeah, yeah. The music is pretty good, man. And um, and he's young, man. He's like 17, 18, 17. Yeah, yeah, just like dropped out of high school and sort of put all all efforts towards this music stuff. But uh, but you can tell, you know what I mean? Like right. it's like young kids making shit that is like yeah. really dope. You know what I mean? Like they they're putting time into their videos. Mm-hmm. They're putting time into their artwork. Right. Putting time into like how things are released. Just everything is like, 
even he did a tour. It was called the Anti Tour. Okay. And he basically just performed around Atlanta on outside of artist shows that he respected. So oh, wow. he he performed outside of like Gambino's show, outside of wow. other people's shows. Who was just like, "Yo, I'm gonna get on top of a truck, set up a speaker right here, and, and just go." You know what I mean? And like that's even L. that right there, calling that's it L. an anti tour, like it's just that's some next level different yeah, stuff yeah, that yeah, people yeah. are. And it goes back to you know like trusting your journey because there's a lot of people who want to be artists that mm-hmm. they'll have fifty, hundred thousand dollars behind them and they'll be able to you know force. Yeah, their yeah, songs yeah, yeah. onto people right. on radio oh, yeah, yeah. and another yeah. uh, all grind no talent yeah. So, <laughs> yeah you know when you have somebody like Kendrick who probably put out three projects before uh, Good Kid Mad City you know he he was creating his fan base and, and slowly growing and then once that that right single hit it mm-hmm. was a rap you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying so like just you know, sense there, bro. yeah so you've been signed when he was what 16 16 yeah. 15 so yeah. you know and, and now he's in early 20s and, and now is when he pops so you know just going back to trusting your journey and, and, and trusting your craft and believing in yourself is the, the most important thing yeah what uh you know what, where do you guys see yourselves in terms of like impact you know cause I think you guys are each individually making a big impact on this culture man and, and especially this subculture that we are all within, right? Like, there's, you know, I don't like you were saying. You you call, you coined it something earlier, Jerome. I don't know what it what you said. What was it? I you don't said remember. something about it was like <laughs> it was like urban alternative something. Oh yeah, something like that. Yeah, alternative like, urban something like yeah, that. Some, yeah, I don't know what it is, and I don't know the name, but like you know, yeah. everybody who's in it, and right. you know, like right. what it is, and right. you know what I'm saying because it's not like the shit that is like on TV, and it's not the shit that is on the radio, but like. It's like we all know what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever you want to call it, man. I don't know, but like, you know, I think that all of us have a hand in it, Mm -hmm. in 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 our uh, respective fields. So, like, what 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 are you guys? What is the goal for each one of you guys? You know, to 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 impact on on it. On that specifically, not. I mean, just just on the game in general. I mean, but like, I'm just saying because we're all sort of. That's what binds us all together. Well, for me, you know. It's, it's, it's about your knowledge of music, right? So, like, I respect Jerome because he, he comes out of left field with a couple tracks and mm-hmm. you're like, oh, shit, like, you know. So, um, people like him, I look up to, you know, I can do the, the Latin swag, I can do the, the super hood urban joints, I can yeah. do the urban posh. This, I mean, I don't know if you want to keep that <laughs> uh, phrase or not. Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. If I, I don't like urban posh. Alternative urban. So, you know, it. For me, what I would like to do, uh, some of my immediate goals are to have more colleges under my belt. So, you know, rocking out for colleges, you can play your contemporary stuff, but you can also introduce um, new things to them. And, and being that, that they're educated, they're, new, they're uh, already used to seeing different things and new yeah. things, and they'll be more accepting of it. Um, so you can impact the culture like that. Uh, you know, this theater, this hip-hop theater thing, it's, like, right under the cusp of, of breaking, uh, I don't want to say into the mainstream, because I don't think uh, hip-hop creatively is going to be widely accepted worldwide. Um, but it's it's one of those things that's going to have a great impact on people when you can... Mm. So you and, and explain a little bit more about this hip-hop theater. You, I know, uh, is it is it, like... Um, What's her name? Um, 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 
K-Michelle has got a, a play, I believe, going on right now. Okay. Is, I, this, is it something similar to, to that? I, I don't know what her play is about or, or anything about it. Okay. Um, hip-hop theme can be done in different ways. So you can use hip-hop music, you know, to transition between scenes mm-hmm. or, you know, just to, to um, in, embody the story together. Or I've done plays where the entire play isn't done in rap. Um, mm. So, you know, I'm playing the music, the scene changes, I'm changing the beat, but they're still rapping throughout the whole show. Oh. Um, that's the, the play that I'm working on now. It's called the Q Brothers Christmas Carol Project. Uh, we're doing that in Chicago in November and December. Um, it's the Christmas Carol story done in rap fully and with South Park humor. Oh, okay. You know, so it's, nice. it's, it's pretty dope. So, you know, you can use things like that to introduce it to people that normally wouldn't listen to hip hop, mm-hmm. which is dope. But also, uh, there's another play called Camouflage that I closely work with that you can have a really strong messages inside of it. You know, that play deals with uh, undercover, uh, you know, men that deals with PTSD and it deals with, you know, just struggles in the community and stuff like that, you know, without, you know, some people need to learn with visuals and also with sound. So that's a good way to do both. Um, so, you know, I'm just waiting for the right moment where it's going to take off. But I strongly believe it's going to take off. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I've been to different festivals, you know, some overseas and some uh, nationally where, you know, we're doing the act of the play and people are crying or, mm-hmm. you know, they can relate to specific scenes because it's something that they, they experience in their life. Um, so, you know, I'm really excited for that. Nice, nice. I mean, just a lot of different things. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a weirdo, so well, we like, know you do much more than DJing, man. <laughs> so you know, I want to probably have my own play. You mm-hmm. know, have like the screens, like Kanye, Fifty Piece Orchestra. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, have some Circle of Soleil kind of characters in there. Um, this is probably like seven, ten years down the line. Also, want to um, musically direct tours, and this is like when I'm much, much older. But for now, just you know, expanding the network, doing a lot of different places and, and learning from each place. And yeah. that's that's something that I try to do is whenever I'm in a new market, I want to know what's hot there and, and what's relevant there, even if I'm not around. So when I go there, I can, you know, show out and also, you know, increase your, your musical knowledge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Chase, what about you, man? Where do you want to take it? Um, so, like, immediate future, man, I'm just really looking forward to just Literally just playing, you know, as much as I can, you know, pretty much like every day. Because uh, the another hard thing about being a tour DJ is uh, it's very hard to be consistent as far as like where you are mm-hmm. and, uh, and all that. Like, I remember, you know, I'll, I'll get back to Houston and I'll be like, all right, I'm here. Like all the promoters, I'll, I'll hit them up like, yo, I'm here for the next, mm-hmm. I'm here for the next month. Like, what can yeah. we do? You know, and then we'll start a party. And I'll get a call like, all right, yeah, we out from February to April. I'm like, fuck. And so everything... <laughs> I've I gotten these calls before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all love. It's all love. <laughs> so like, I'll just be out. And then everything I was doing in Houston is just gone. I'll get back there and they're just like, yeah, bro, we stopped that party three weeks ago. Like, where you been? I'm like, all right, whatever. And then so, um, yeah, I'll get to New York and it's kind of like the same kind of thing. So um, fortunately for me now, I'm getting into like a more like, all right, now I can manage between trap shit and my shit, so, um, yeah. And then another thing about DJing is, like, you are practicing while you're performing, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. So, like, when you're in front of a different audience, it's like, oh, this worked and, you know, this didn't. So it's kind of like you learn that about yourself. You learn that about the music you're playing. So yeah. I just want to really do that as much as possible. And then, um, yeah, that's pretty much it for the immediate future. Just, you know, just travel a lot, um, play as much as I can. And um, I do still ultimately want to um, 
end up on the radio, have the whole radio show thing. Because I just really enjoy the whole process of like breaking artists and mm-hmm. breaking music and just being really early and exclusive on things. That's what we need to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like that's and I mean, Chase, you do that a lot with your uh, with your mixtape, you know, yeah, yeah. radio. Mm-hmm. That was like the whole premise was like, yo, let's really just give something, you know, um, every every now and then, just to kind of say what we're feeling right now, what I was feeling personally, and all that type of stuff. And I just feel like that's not like really appreciated, you know, radio, of course, because there's so many other outlets. But it's just something in me that's just like, yo, radio can still do it. Like we can still be tight and all that. Have you have you seen this um, new Dash Radio stuff from Mm-mm. Ski? DJ oh, Ski I heard, he I just heard dropped a new app, and mm-hmm. it's supposed to like. I haven't checked it out yet, but yeah. um, but I, I definitely have to. Yeah. He, 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 he just quit radio. Yeah, he, he just, just quit radio. radio. Yeah. He just left uh, FM. Like, radio. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, oh, he, he, yeah, he quit radio. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. To, I guess it was to, to do this. To, to do, do this. this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He said he wanted like, a different outlet and all that. Yeah, yeah. that's my guy right so, there. No, I'm, yeah, I he need specifically said he didn't like the business of radio, right? Yeah. So I just turned it Definitely see why. Oh, you know. And yeah, obviously has a platform for the Dash thing. Yeah, yeah. It works out. Yeah, nice. yeah, that's pretty. That's that's where I'm at with it right now. Well, Jerome. Um, I mean, I'm kind of similar. I, I take from both of these guys. You know what I mean? I want to play every day as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to grow with mine, and I, I love the DJ New York. I think it's the ultimate. Mm-hmm. It's the mecca of everything. Best place to speak. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So it's like, but you know, there's parties. It's like I just want to play those parties, those good parties. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like, Colors is a great party. Yeah. You know, there's parties in Miami that Chase and I talk about that are like parties. You know what yeah. I'm saying? They don't gotta be a million bottles and celebrities, but oh my God, yeah. I just want I just like to play parties. You as know long what I'm saying? The phones are down. Yeah, yeah. You know <laughs> like let's just play, let's, let's go party. You know what I mean? No, we're not video when the bottles come out. Yeah. You know what I mean? So just to keep playing parties and the production thing is something that I touched on with a partner of mine. So that's that's out there, and we're working on some new stuff we're actually putting out uh, very soon. And to just continue to push, just to push on my end what we can do. You know, we had some yeah. incredible success with Rock Creek. Um, we just celebrated our four-year anniversary. Oh, yeah. How was last that? Tuesday. Was last great. Yeah, oh, man, the pictures like, look incredible. Was like 600 people in there. You know nice, what I mean? So it was nice. dope. So just to know that, okay, we have that. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. And then a week later, you have your Electro. Yeah. Like, that lets you know, like, D.C. kind of is a solid area for that sort of culture and you have broccoli city festival as well which yeah, is yeah. something similar so you know for me it's just continue to up the ante in terms of the, the places that i play mm-hmm. and then just be able to push push forward with what i'm what i have to offer with rock creek nice man you know? nice what uh you know i have another question for you guys what what is something each of you know now that you wish you would have known mm-hmm. you know when you first started uh for me i wish i, I would have started reading books a lot sooner than i did um, just just expanding your knowledge mostly I mean it has not, nothing to do with music but it has everything to do with music you know mm-hmm. reading books like uh, 48 Laws of Power and just knowing how to approach different people um, you know because 85% of the game is who you know and, and who you can call to, for, yeah. for a song you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. so you know learning how to approach people and how to um talk to certain people with certain different personalities or just being in different situations. Um, so that definitely uh, helped me out tremendously, i say, within the last, within the first six months of reading that book. Mm. It, you know, I started to get plugged in different places and, and 
things like that. Yeah, man, knowledge is is power for sure, man. Yeah. I need to start talking more about the books I read on these podcasts because I I read a lot, but I, I don't talk about it as much as I should. Um, I have some recommendations too. But, yeah, uh, man, I I do it a lot too. I'm a big Gladwell fan. Yeah, you know man. I mean? yeah. His whole series is just very like you know, ten thousand hours and all that yeah, kind of yeah. stuff. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's crazy how important. That parallels to each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has, it has everything to. I mean, it's just uh, essentially, man. The more you know um, mm-hmm. about everything, right. the more you the, just the more things become clear, and the yeah. more, and and not even just the more you know, but the more you want to know, right? Because right. once you know one thing, and once you yeah. have have like conquered something, some type of knowledge, and it's just like you just want to know more and more and more. That and, appetite, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. And then it's like you know when when you're it just leads to an open mind, and when you have an open mind. It's uh, I think life becomes easier to maneuver, mm-hmm. you know, and not as uh, as difficult. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So I would say that, and just the world is as big as you view it. Yeah. You know, you know, before when I was at Penn State, all I was thinking about Penn State at the time, you know, just doing everything there. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, knowing that that the world is really small, you can start, you know, doing things outside. And I mean, I'm more than fortunate to. A DJ in South Africa, a DJ in um, Cancun, uh, Belize, Jamaica, and a couple other places. So, you know, it's it's always good to never be content and to keep pushing. Yeah, yeah. Chase, what's something that you've learned? Something I learned. Um, a lot of it is just like technical stuff, like as a as a DJ, just mm-hmm. like what sounds good outside the speakers. You know, like. Because a lot of times you can tell, like when a DJ just doesn't really hear themselves spin too much. You know, like they're always mm-hmm. like, I don't know. It's just it's just a lot of technical stuff that yeah. makes things sound a lot smoother that people, like that the average listener probably would really appreciate. You know, yeah. and as DJs we we take a lot of note of it. So um, yeah, just a lot of you know stuff about scratching and uh, all that type of stuff. But then at the same time, um, like I said, like I'll, I'm really like bipolar. Like when it comes to this whole DJ shit. And um, when I first started, I felt like I was trying to fit into like a mode. I was always like, oh, yeah, I want to do this radio shit, so let me be a thirsty dude on Twitter. Like, oh, yeah, I'm, you know, tweeting my parties six times a day and all this type of stuff. And, you know, mad, like, all caps and fucking exclamation <laughs> <laughs> points all over the place and shit. And then I'd be like, nah, like, that's not me. So I'd go and I'd just switch all the way to the other side. Like, let me be the cool dude that's like, yo, man, come party with me tonight. You know what I'm saying? But then, <laughs> yeah, you, you know how it is. It's like, it's like, yeah. it's like these different versions of shit. And yeah, it just kind of nah, took me, um, took me a while to just kind of sit down and realize, like, yo, like, I'm kind of like, in between, like, let me just kind of do my thing, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, like, I found, like, kind of, like, a lane for me to do that. And, um, you know, it would have been nice to, uh, to find that earlier, but I'm glad, you know, I, I definitely, um, this whole journey, you know, because I, I only started DJing, what, like, three, four years ago, so. Yeah. I've learned a lot in those three, four years, and now I feel like I'm really just ready to, to just, you know, take what I've learned and kind of just run with it, so. Nice, nice. Jerome? I think, you know, you are your... You, you are your own best friend and worst enemy. You know mm. what I'm saying? You have to be responsible for your career because nobody else is. Mm. You know, you have to make sure that when you when it comes down to getting busy, you've put in the hours of practice. Mm. When it comes time to getting paid, you have talked to these promoters and you're a business person. Like, mm. you have to literally wear all hats because mm. nobody's going to do this for you. You're an entrepreneur. You're a businessman. But at the same time, you're still an artist. Yeah. And you have to juggle that... Mm. And that line is tough because I don't like to look at my bank account. I just like to know I have enough money to pay rent <laughs> yeah. at the beginning of every month. I just deposit checks, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Man. But 
that's not going to make you successful. What's going to make you successful is being able to to handle this aspect of things and still be able to do the technical part, like Chase said. Yeah. You know, and still being able to understand what sounds good together and how to move a crowd and mm-hmm. when to take a chance. You right. know what I'm saying? I think that's, that's a big, a big thing, thing that yeah. a lot of DJs are scared of is taking chances. Mm-hmm. You have to... You know, when I came up, I was told you have to clear the dance floor like twice a night. <laughs> because... <laughs> you want people to drink. You want people to drink. Mm-hmm. If the if the wow. bar is not rocking, but the crowd's rocking, you know, crowd... Club owners aren't going to be happy. Promoters yeah. aren't going to be happy. No money's being made. You're right, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But if you clear that dance floor twice, and we're all good enough mm-hmm. to bring them back, back with right. four yeah, songs. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. But if you just go on hard, bam, 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 yeah. it's like, yo, the bartender hates you. Like, yeah. And the bartenders are very honest. They'll talk to you. If you build relationships with them, the they'll talk to you. Yeah, they are very important. Yeah. yeah. Because if they rock with you, they'll be the ones putting on their Instagram and their Twitter and, yo, you're back tonight? Oh, bet that's what's up. Yeah. When I walk in the venue and hear that, I'm like, yes, yeah. it's going down. It's a crazy yeah. business. I will make sure I clear that damn floor for y'all tonight. You know what I'm saying? But it's just like, yo, like Chase said, it's a crazy, you'll be surprised how much it's a people-driven business. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And yeah. like, you're dealing with the people on the dance floor, you're dealing with the people at the back of the house, the front of the house. You know, your best friend has to be the dude charging $20. Like, the yeah. the doorman that's trying to get you your money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, I've been with Chase's where you're like, yo, I'm about to tweet this all day long. <laughs> Caps. Right. Exclamations. Yeah. Now, Twitter, you can, like, now, Twitter, you can tag people yeah. but not have to add yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But then sometimes you're like, nah, yo, we playing the cool shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm about to run these Pharrell joints. Yeah. Nah, yeah. Right. You better just be there, cuz. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? I, yo... Everything Chase just said, and yeah. same with Nova, like, I've been there. I've, I've had that same thought process, you yeah, know? Sure. And we've all had to play different roles, just like you have, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You provide a service as a promoter at times, is what you do, mm-hmm. but, you know, you need the DJs to rock, and you yeah, need yeah, the right. bartenders to be doing their thing, and, like, you know what I'm saying? Don't just sit back and be on the bar, to be honest, photo. like, oh, engage yeah. with people, yeah, talk man. to people, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Wear your tight push-up bra, do something, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like, Sell that drink, you know what yeah. I'm saying? We're all you're, we're all in this together, yeah, you know? and I think yeah. that that's something that everybody has to remember. Is yeah. even if we get hired and whatever, whatever, we're still on that together. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're all still, and the DJs have to remember that. You know, like we're all DJs, we're all artists, so we're not. So nobody needs to be, you know, like taking less money than somebody else. Or, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Talking yeah. bad about people, like I'll give you honest opinion to your face all day long. Yeah. But, you know what I'm saying, when it, when different elements of that kind of come and go, it's like, you know what, dude, I don't even want to hear that. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I know where we all are. You know what I mean? So, yeah. everything that Chase said, Nova said, you've been saying today, like, we've all just, you know, we're all just learning that together. And like I said, especially with D.C., it's just coming to fruition. But we all benefit from D.C. right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, me, obviously, because I'm based here, but you're here enough. Oh, yeah. Chase is oh, here absolutely. enough. Nova's here enough. You guys know the city as much as anybody else. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. So it's kind of like, you know, we all have to work together. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and, and, and even work, and working together, you still got to be on your P's and Q's individually. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you got to. You know what yeah. I mean? So that's what I've learned and uh, hope to improve upon as we move forward. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? Well, look, man, I'm, I'm excited for the future, man. I mean, you guys will... I mean... You you this I'm I'm looking at pretty much you know this is like more than half of the top five starting you know color squad now that this guy's yeah. off tour you know what I mean like this is this is pretty much it man so you know people are definitely going to be seeing you guys more at my events and 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 my stuff the more I do and and I'm looking to go 
more places, man. Like, you know, New York and LA and DC has been dope for the past few years. But, like, you know, I'm going down to Miami to, to plant some seeds next week. And, um, yeah, and, and yeah. I've been texting yeah, you that like, maybe like two weeks after <laughs> yeah. the first couple, it's like, yo, you gotta push, yo, yeah, man, Toronto, yeah, 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 all day, like, yo, because yeah. everybody's we're going to Miami in December, you know yeah. what I'm saying? We're going to uh, Austin and whatever mm-hmm. that is, yeah, you know? man. So. Everybody's asking, man, they, they people are seeing what's going on, so even if it's like, you know, my, my whole thing in the past was like, oh, I want it to be like. You know where, where I do shit. At. I want it to be like New York, LA, like right? yeah. So I was like, you know, and, and at the same time, it was a bit of fear too. You know what I mean? Like, yo, I don't know if I could could, could get a crowd out or whatever, whatever. But it's like, nah, man. I, I think I got some good insight on different places that have been like asking me, like, yo, when you gonna come down here and do something? So, you know, I'll let you guys know for yeah. sure when when hey. those things start to happen. <laughs> we out, we out. Yeah. Come on, B. You got so, the squad right here. Yeah, you man. Know? Word. So, uh, all right, guys, let people know where they can find you. Um, you know, social media, where and even like where you guys are playing next. All that, all that good stuff. Uh, at Jerome Baker, the number three R D on Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff. And uh, the gig I'm looking forward to next is. The next gig. Yeah, tomorrow. Five hours from now. Um, yeah, Chase B, uh, OG Chase B, Twitter, Instagram, SoundCloud, all that. The website is chasebspresident.com. So, um, yeah, you can catch all, all the recaps or whatever on there. And, uh, yeah, tonight, man, Colors, I'm, I'm with Jabari tonight, dude, for the Trelectro pre-party. And um, nah, that shit's going to be wild. That's, that's going to be crazy. Yeah, yeah. Nova. Yeah, DJ Supernova on Twitter, Instagram, SoundCloud, I am Supernova, I am Supernova.com. Thank you guys so much for listening to that installment of the Words with Friends podcast. Man, if you're in those cities where some of these guys are playing at, please check them out. Chase B, Supernova, and DJ Jerome Baker III. Amazing DJs. Um, and yeah, if you guys are getting inspiration, if you guys are getting value from this podcast, hit that Patreon page. Leave the podcast a tip. You can leave as little as $1 per episode, and that ensures that we keep it going and that the Words with Friends podcast stays alive. All right, thank you so much for listening. Also, if you guys can go to the iTunes store, search Words with Friends, see the podcast on there, and then just leave a good review. Um, that also helps a lot and, and really lets more people know about what we're doing with the podcast. All right. So thank you guys for listening so much. I'll be back very, very shortly. All right. Have a good week. Peace.